Hello, everybody. We're glad to be back with you again. Here we are uh, talking about the message this weekend. We had a good time this weekend talking about angels. Matt said the title of this podcast should be something about angels. Something so there you go. Something about something. angels. Anyway, had a good time this weekend. Great crew at church. Man, we had a crowd there. All yeah, the services did. looked uh, really, really full and uh, good enthusiasm. Psalm 91. Two weeks left, but today or this week we stopped and talked a little bit about angels. And I thought it was fun. Lots of stories. Tons of people coming up to me with stories of, of encounters with uh, folks who helped them. And yeah directed them and had tons of that. I probably had, after every service, somebody was telling me a story. It's really cool. That's cool. I think it was something that people could, you know, they could connect with. Uh, you know, if, if people, when we look back over, you know, over different instances, circumstances that happen in our lives, I think we can oftentimes see uh, that there was something there that maybe can't really be explained in a in a natural sense or uh, being able to, to kind of work it out in our own mind. And, you know, I think it's a, a comforting thought as well to think, hey, God's got some guardian angels that, that step in and help me in my situations as well. He really does. I think the thing from yesterday that stood out to me the most was, um, or I saw the most looks on people's faces as saying that it's very likely you've seen an angel. Mm-hmm. Very likely. Because the Bible says many have entertained angels unaware. So very likely we've all encountered an angel at some point in our lives interesting to think about i think yeah. some people just think it's very rare sure yeah i don't think it is well i mean i guess if we're if you go back through scripture uh you know uh, you even mentioned that you know there was there were three that were named uh, mm-hmm. uh throughout the bible and so when we think about the entirety of the of the scriptures and you think about you know 66 books that make up the bible and there's only three that were named i think we kind of view that as rare but then the idea of that Chances are that we've all encountered them on some in some way, shape, or form. Maybe it's not so rare, kind of. That's a little bit of a, a catch twenty two, a little bit of a kind of a different thought process there. They're all across the Bible, though. Yeah, they said, are. Yes, uh, two hundred seventy three times they're mentioned, and and it's just incredible the number of times they show up. You know, you've got them in Genesis. You've got them showing up to Gideon. You've got them showing up to Samson's parents. You've mm-hmm. got uh, Abraham encountered angels. You know, of course. Moses, I mean, uh, just go on and on. Uh, they're all through it. And the New Testament, you know, right? Peter in the New Testament, he's thrown into prison and an angel shows up and breaks him out of jail. Yep. I mean, it's pretty incredible. Seems like in that instance, Peter knew it was an angel. Uh, I guess we should expect that. Maybe that's one thing we should expect in New Testament times that we don't, hmm. you know. Maybe. Yeah, I think I thought about that a lot over the weekend was... We tend to think of that as a Bible story that you know that we heard instead of, yeah, yeah. oh, that's a reality for what we can walk in today. So, that, I guess that's something I've just been kind of like, oh yeah. I think we kind of tend to. You made the sound effect yesterday, Ooh, you know, uh, which may have been about, my favorite part of the day. <laughs> <laughs> but when we think about angels or we think about spirits and demons, I mean, we think about all that stuff and it, we kind of back off a little bit, like I don't know about all that. But it's kind of a also reassuring to go, oh wait a minute, no, that's true for me. Like, I've got angels on my side, too. It's not just a Bible story I heard growing up. It's reality for today. Yeah, no doubt. I'm trying to think of other angelic encounters in the New Testament. I guess you would have John in the book of Revelations experience some of that. Um, Peter. Oh, there's others I know that... Yeah. It's 
Monday morning. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you're watching this on Wednesday night, but uh, we recorded on Monday. So, <laughs> um, you know, in the in the closing story that you that you shared, you you, you know, you kind of talked about uh, and you know, angels directing our steps, kind of, you know, helping to orchestrate things out. And then there were, uh, you know, then there are other times that we talk about where angels show up as a, you know, maybe as a protection uh, kind of deal. Um, what are what are some other ways that maybe we in, we should anticipate uh, angels coming, showing up in our lives? You know, they're just unseen a lot of times. That's one of the things. They're, they, they work in a way that's not even you know, palpable to us. We don't even, I mean, I guess the effects are, but for instance, Daniel, as he prayed, you know, we talked about it, the mm-hmm. Archangel Michael was contending in the heavenlies with mm-hmm. spiritual forces. There was a spiritual battle raging in the heavenlies as Daniel prayed. It's so easy to overlook that. Yeah, that's one you don't even recognize is happening. No, you don't often. I mean, you know, you're in a battle, but yeah. you don't think about the fact that angels are fighting on your behalf. Mm, that's good. You know, that's there. I just think there's so many things that we, I guess we live beneath our privileges, hmm. you know, and uh, we just need to claim those things. You know, my daughter was traveling yesterday in the car, and I just spoke that Psalm 91 over her as she mm-hmm. traveled, you know. Yeah. And, and I do believe God dispatches angels to go with us and our loved ones to care for them and watch over them. Yeah. The other thing that's important to understand, and... Uh, is that that does not mean that bad things will never happen. Right. You know, somehow in God's plan, things happen that are not what we want to happen. Right. James, the leader of the early church in the New Testament, right there in the book of Acts, he was killed, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, Some of our listeners may be asking, well, what about that? It is not a surefire guarantee that nothing bad's ever going to happen to you. That, you know... It says, no evil shall befall you, meaning evil will not conquer you. Right. Evil, hell, the demons, the devil, they will not win. Things in time, in this earth, can happen that are not pleasant, that are not wonderful, that are terrible. But we triumph over them all through Christ. But many times, God does intervene to stop things from happening. And angelic forces move on our behalf. You know... You could read Psalm 91 and take it at face value and just say, okay, nothing bad's ever going to happen to me. That's simply not the case. As I said yesterday, even later in Psalm 91, God says, I'll be with him in trouble. Right. Meaning you will have to walk through some trouble. His promise is to be with you. But I think what the psalm is saying is as a general rule, as you abide in the Lord, evil's turned away, sickness and disease is turned away, and we should claim that. I think Jesus kind of echoed that in the Gospels as well. And he's, you know, he told he told the disciples, he tells us, "Hey, in this world, you're gonna have trouble. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it, it, it's coming. Yeah, there's there will be trouble to be had. But the the flip side of that is, is that you know, hey, in this world, you're gonna have trouble. But take heart, I've overcome the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, and it is that thing of, I think it's still that same message there that. You're going to encounter problems. There, it doesn't mean that you're, you know, everything's going to be easy peasy. You know, no, no big deal. But you know that he has overcome. That you know, evil will not prevail against you. I think it's that same message there that Jesus just echoes in the New Testament. People could argue, and I know I'm playing both sides of this today, but there's a reality. Peter was delivered at one point from prison by an angel, mm-hmm. but at the end of his life, Peter was crucified. Mm-hmm. He died for his faith, and Jesus even told him it was going to happen. Yep. You know, got that whole scene on the beach in, in John 21 where Jesus said one day they'll 
carry you where you don't want to go. In other words, Peter, there's some difficulties ahead for you and there's some hardship you're going to walk through. Um, I do believe a man's immortal till his work is done and till his time is, is done to go to heaven. I do believe that. I do believe there's a time that we go to heaven. Mm-hmm. And, uh, there have been many martyrs for the faith. You know, so I want to stand tall for the miraculous and for angelic protection and blessing and all kind of things. But I want people to understand this is not a hundred percent guarantee. Your life's going to be easy. There's a temptation in the whole Christian world now just to make serving Jesus about having a better life and a comfortable Mm -hmm. life and money and stuff and all that stuff. The kingdom of God is not about money, stuff, and comfort. It's about achieving Christ's mission, you know, and living for Him, experiencing Him, having life in Him, and sharing that. Yeah. You know? So there are going to be some discomforting things into our lives, especially when we follow Christ. Yeah. I, I think maybe my favorite part of your message over the weekend was, and I'll say it wrong, but basically you said you're better off in the will of God whether that's on the mission field, the most dangerous part of the world. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, you're better off in that place, in the will of God, than outside of the will of God. You know, I think you said surrounded by armed guards in mm-hmm. your bed. You know, like, yeah. And I think a lot of times we substitute, like, we chase after you know, security and comfort and safety, you know, all those things, when in reality the real, the security of what we have in Him I don't know that I'm putting it the right way, but like we're, when we're in that will, you know, I go back to the verse, you know, lest you dash your foot against a stone, you know, I'm saying it wrong again, but like, I even, and maybe I'm, (laughs) maybe I'm going a little too deep for Monday morning, but like, I, I don't know. I almost go, are there angels that are keeping me from, you know, stubbing my toe, so to speak, when I'm walking in his will? You know, those dumb little, I stub my toe on that thing. And then when I'm outside of it, am I stubbing my toe just so God can get my attention? Does that make sense? I don't know. <laughs> I joked about it yesterday. Did I step out of the will of God yeah. when I got up to go to the bathroom in the middle exactly. of the night? Just hold it. Just hold it. Get back in there. I don't know. I didn't step out of the will of God. Uh, I, I think it's so powerful to think about that. And it's so good what you're saying. When we send... Uh, folks out on a mission trip, sometimes kids, we're always praying safety, safety, safety. God, keep them safe. Mm -hmm. And that's a good thing to pray. And you can believe for that. Safety is not the ultimate goal, though. The ultimate goal is to do God's will Mm -hmm. and to touch a country and to touch a nation, you know, and communities around the world. When our kids go, we certainly pray for safety when everybody goes. God, keep them safe. But God, make their journey prosperous Mm -hmm. for the kingdom. May somebody come to know you. May they grow. May kingdom impact be had wherever they are. That's good. Yeah. Hmm. Guy said one time I heard this old story about the Coast Guard, and uh, I've told it many times. But there was a raging storm. You know, the Coast Guard was going out to try to save somebody, and one of the younger members on the team said to uh, someone in charge, he said. Uh, we can't go out there. It's so bad. We may not make it back. And the leader said, we don't have to come back, but we've got to go out. Mm-hmm. So that's our mission. Jesus said, go. Wow. we got to go. we got to go. got to go. The good news is angels do go with us. Right. We're not alone in it. 
Nope, we never are alone. Never. The other thing that's maybe a not as joyful thing to think about, but I do believe there's truth in when you veer out of God's will, you are literally taking your life into your own hands and you're walking out from under the covering of protection. Mm -hmm. I said this in one of the services yesterday. I don't think it means that God just says, okay, I'm taking the angels away. You flipped up. I I don't want to portray God as that kind of uh, vindictive, legalistic thing. But again, as a general rule, as we walk outside the will of God, we expose ourselves to danger. Sure. You know. Well, that's the pride thing you're talking about. It's me saying, I've got this. Right. Yeah. Instead of you got this. Yeah. Right. Well, it also kind of harkens back to what you were saying as well, is that, you know, the reality of that there are angels there doesn't mean that we just go out and be stupid. Um, (laughs) Said, you know, if you do stupid things, you're going to get stupid results. Um, (laughs) So, you know, there is this idea that as you step outside of God's will, you're opening yourself up to, to danger. Um, and, you know, I think, I think there's certainly been points in my life that I can look back on where I stepped outside of God's will and, mm-hmm. and God let me suffer the consequences of it. You now, he didn't, he, didn't, he didn't walk away from me or anything like me. I, I was doing my own thing. But, I mean, it's not like he just took his hand off of me or anything like that. But he let me feel the weight of those decisions, of those consequences. And uh, I, hit, I, I stubbed my toe more mm-hmm. than once. <laughs> that bed rail did not feel good. <laughs> How many times do you hear of, of a tragedy taking place you know and a lot of it was because that person never should have been in that situation they Mm. were in you know this is not to I mean mean, people have lost family members in ways like this and, and that's horrible it's tragic but how many times do you hear of someone dying because they were you know, drunk out of their mind or high on something mm-hmm. and just went nuts mm-hmm. yeah. where the will of God would have pulled them out of that addiction or mm-hmm. out of that party or out of that situation they never should have been in. Right. It's like God puts up these rails and says, hey, walk in this way. And if you walk in it, there's a good deal of safety. You're not going to get in it. Yeah. You know, I don't want to die because I did something stupid sure. and just wrecked my life. If I... If I were to pass away sharing the gospel, man, I think back to those missionaries, um, Jim Elliott, you know, Nate Saint, those guys who were in Ecuador mm-hmm. back in the 50s who, you know, they were out on a beach, remote jungle, you know. I think it was January of 56, I think it was. Uh, there's a great movie called End of the Spear in a book, you know, that kind of tells their story. But I think of them, you know, they died young and everybody saw it as a tragedy, but they died doing what they were called to do, Mm. you know. Yeah. And you look back at a life like that with great honor. Sure. You know, I remember hearing this, that um, when they died, that um, the, the extraordinary part of this story, even beyond their sacrifice, was that, Jim Elliott's wife and uh, and Nate Saint's son mm-hmm. and others mm-hmm. went back to this very tribe and won them to Jesus. Right. So they they knew the people literally that killed their husbands mm-hmm. and fathers. They knew them, right? Amazing story. He, um, um, I think Steve Saint was talking to uh, this is Nate Saint, the pilot's son, 
was talking to the guy that, that killed his dad. I mean, the guy told him, right. I killed your dad. Mm. I mean, that's just, that alone is anything. But, but he told them that as they died, they heard this music. And uh, he said uh, he was with him somewhere. You know, he brought him over to the States. They became like family. He was with him somewhere. And uh, he heard this uh, area in, in a, kind of a part of an opera music of this area being played. And he told him, he said, that's what we heard. And it's this beautiful piece of music. And then they said something to the effect of there were people up in the trees. Hmm. They could see people up in the trees when these guys died. And I thought to myself, wow. The presence of God and the yeah. angels of God were there to take them home. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. now I would have liked to have seen the angels. There's all kinds of stories <laughs> yeah. of the angels showing up yeah. and they yeah. run off. Right, that's not what happened here. Yeah. But God was still with them. Mm-hmm. And and could you say of Jim Elliot those missionaries? Could you say that Psalm 91 held true for them? That's a that's a question to ponder. Did evil befall them? Certainly men of evil intent killed them, yes. But did evil actually get to them? I would argue no. Mm -hmm. As they were in the very presence of Jesus, obviously tragic, painful for their families, not pleasant for them in the moment. Right. But they were ushered into the presence of Jesus and now hold great honor in the Christian world and in heaven today, you know? So, there you go. It's powerful. We tried to talk a lot about angels today, but we wound up getting into this philosophical discussion <laughs> of evil more than that. But it's 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 important to think about that. I think when we mm-hmm. when we get into this subject, mm. we didn't have a lot of time yesterday or over the weekend to do it. Yeah, you know, we have obviously four services, and I have about thirty to thirty. Two minutes to uh, <laughs> depending. <laughs> oh, depending. <laughs> I think it's about thirty-two yesterday. Man. So anyway, we don't have time to get into all that. That's one of the reasons we do this. That's right. Mm-hmm. So, well, that was good. Yeah, I yeah. Don't, I don't know how we go anywhere else other with other with that, that story. So that's yeah, kind of, yeah, that's that feels good. like the that feels like the landing spot there love for, the, for this week's it. conversation. Thank y'all so much for being a part of it. Thanks for listening. We enjoy this time and uh thank you all for being a part of this. Uh if you're not here, we're just talking to ourselves. So uh, That's right. <laughs> so thank you. Hey, don't forget to submit your questions uh for us each week uh, after the message. You can uh send them to us, uh DM us on social media. Uh, get those questions in about uh, the message, and then we will grab those, and we'll try to answer those as we go, as we get them. Yep. Verse 13 this week? Coming up. Awesome. Just one verse. Oh. <laughs> you shall tread upon the lion and the cobra, the Uh-oh. lion and the serpent you shall trample underfoot. That's this week. One verse. That's going to be a good one. Yep, it will. All right. Awesome. See y'all. Bye, guys. See you.